We've got some hey, fresh new I'm young talent. And I'm Luis. And you're listening to the Content before. is Profit Podcast. We've spent the last four years learning the strategies and techniques from some of the top marketers in the world on how to create content that turns into profit. If you'd like to learn more on how to turn that content into profit, go to contentisprofit.com. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Look at you trying to throw me off with your, <laughs> yeah. your new tones and stuff like that. But it's okay because today's guest is amazing. And we're going to be talking about how to monetize your content in your own way, your own oh, terms. I, I love how I put yeah. a headline here and then you completely changed it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, yep. apparently that's the thing. I kind of started on them Fonzie, just Fonzie vices that makes it so much better. Fonzie, do we have a sponsor today? Indeed we do. Thank you for asking, good sir. Today's <laughs> sponsor is your own Nebis Bros with none other than Content Momentum. Let's go. And what is Content Momentum? You might be asking yourself, well, if you produce long-form content just like this one that you're listening to or watching and you want to turn it into value-packed bite-sized assets Let's so go. then you can send it into the social media like little minions and get yourself some new clients and amplify your contribution then we want to help you out slide in the dms at bizbrosco on instagram on facebook we are here for you so juicy so good let's Go. Uh, debatable. So juicy, so tasty. Uh, okay, pick up, bro. Okay. <laughs> Guys, don't forget to subscribe. Hit smash that subscribe button so you know when those episodes drop on your phone every Tuesday, Thursdays, and Saturdays. And go ahead and follow us on social media at Bros. Cool. That is right. And if you find this episode impactful, which I am sure you will, because today's guest is absolutely amazing. Well, please don't forget to share with others and and leave a five-star review. Thank you. Hope you guys are ready. Today's guest is a rock star. And not just because she's super cool, but because she is an actual rock star. And no, we didn't meet her at a rock concert, although that would have been pretty cool. But we met her in what could be considered the closest thing to a concert these days bit fast oh yeah she was one of the speakers along with us and she came to our meetup where we bonded that, that, that was good bonding right there at that meetup I remember and you know what she is freaking awesome and her career is pretty amazing as well she is an award-winning musician and some writer that has performed in front of thousands of people and some smaller groups like presidents celebrities and check this out the queen yes today's guest has performed for the queen hmm pressure is on and after that she went on to conquer the entrepreneurial world um it all started as a way to help other musicians like herself but just like other entrepreneurs it involved into it evolved into what it is today she is the founder of super pass an incredible tool that helps entrepreneurs monetize their work in their own terms doesn't that sound nice indeed it does i think it sounds amazing and i want to know more about it please welcome our winning musician founder of super pass and Entrepreneur rock star Juliana Mayer. Welcome. Hey, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Juliana. We are so excited to have you here. Oh, yeah. Woo! <sighs> that is such a cool intro. <laughs> I was just thinking, oh, no. <laughs> Well, Jan, we are completely honored to have you here. You know, today, yep. because of, of time, time, time schedules, you know, it's like. The, what amazing is the internet? Well, we, we can connect all over the world. Just I saying. mean, for this episode, we didn't mention it, but we're flying mm. all across the world Whoop. into the United Kingdom so we can do this episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and that's I why. I love that. I love how we can just be anywhere in the world and it's just incredible how we're so connected now. Yeah. I feel Absolutely. like it's happened a lot more this year than ever before. Yeah, for absolutely. Sure. So, Juliana, why don't you share a little bit of your of your backstory? Because I was fascinated as we started to do some research and some digging and some, you know, creeping here, Fancy, <laughs> we the official creeper. Uh, you know, we 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 dug some information. I want to know, like, how do you come up to like play with the king with the queen, uh, and uh, how did that evolve into what you do now, which is incredible? So, why don't you share a little bit of your story, and uh, so we can get to know you a little bit. Sure. Um, gosh, I don't know where to start. So um, I guess I, well, as, as you said, I started as a musician. That's definitely like my big love in life. Um, and music has kind of always been everything to me. I think I started performing when I was about two years old. <laughs> and um, and then just kind of 
evolved. I, I guess my other love is I love kind of making systems more efficient, which probably sounds mm -hmm. super geeky, but um, I just like I love engineering. I, I did engineering at, at university at Oxford and just when I was then working in the music industry, I just felt like there was this this thing that we were all like running around doing all manually and loads of extra work and just, you know, just the way a lot of marketing of music worked, it just kind of took away from the magic, which is the creativity and like making something and then instantly sharing it with the fans that love it most. And I just felt like there was an opportunity to use technology to make that connection much, much more direct. And this was, oh my gosh, this was 10 years ago. No, it was 13 years ago. Wow. And I was like, okay, this, this would be a way to solve this. And then I thought, well, someone's going to do it. I'm <laughs> off here making music. I'm not going to do it. And then after about three years of waiting for someone to do it, I just got really frustrated that it didn't <laughs> exist. And I just really wanted it to exist. So I very naively started Superbass. <laughs> I thought, right, let's make this happen. And, and yeah, that was 10 years ago. And we've been on an incredible journey since then. And now we're obviously working with a lot of different creators and entrepreneurs, not just in music, but outside of music in all kinds of different areas from e-learning to health and well-being to podcasters, charities, conferences, um, TV and film, you know, any, really anything with content, which frankly yeah. these days is most businesses. So we have a really awesome solution that just gives them a, a way to really take control of, of that whole experience online where they can actually own everything, including 100% yeah. of the money, the relationship with their fans and all customers. Um, yeah, so, I mean, tons more, we can talk about that, but it's yeah. uh, been one crazy journey. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. That, that sounds so cool, you know, and... I mean, obviously, there, there's many things in there. First, I I haven't heard your music, but I want to hear your music. I want to hear your music <laughs> you gotta really bad. The so, <laughs> yeah, you got to share with us the links. Uh, that, that'll be so exciting. That's from another lifetime ago. <laughs> Second, your accent is super cool. I wish I had an accent like that. And I like your accent. Ah, uh, thank you. And third is I found incredible how out of your own need, you created something so exciting like Super Past, right? Yeah. And honestly, the first thought that comes to my mind is, you know, because you pretty much allow entrepreneurs to stream their own content, right, in their own terms without having to depend in other parties like, let's say, Spotify, Netflix, whatever, right? If you want to put your content and monetize it, they can do it on their own terms, which I think is incredible. Um, but I'm curious because you started this 13 years ago, right? I don't know exactly how old is Netflix, But I was, I was, I would think this is at the at the beginning of the streaming. Uh, I don't know, like excitement, right? Where people started to dive into streaming and all that stuff. How, like, how, or what made you dive in so early into that market right there? I, I think that is so so interesting. Yeah. So, so maybe um, for for anyone listening or watching that doesn't know what we actually do, maybe I'll just start by saying. So, we basically make mobile apps or websites for anyone with content, particularly video or audio content, but you can also have blogs and articles in there. And it basically gives you your own mobile app and website platform that instantly looks and feels like something like Netflix or Spotify or any of those beautiful apps, Amazon Prime, Apple Music, whatever it might be. It's that user yeah. experience that, that your fans or customers are really familiar with, you can have that out the box pretty much straight away. Um, you know, we've, 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 we've put some people live within hours. Sometimes it takes a few days, but, you know, it's not the year or more that you'd have to wait if you were actually building something like that from scratch. Yep. Um, so, yeah, that, that's pretty much what we do. And um, <laughs> remind me what the question was. Wait, wait, wait. First, I appreciate you sharing that because I totally skipped that. I was like, <laughs> I, I was assuming here that everybody <laughs> knew about, about Superpass, which everybody should know okay yeah. go check it out right now oh, i remember what your question was but but <laughs> yeah about netflix and subscriptions and how long ago it was yeah, yeah so yeah. basically um yeah so so when i started it 10 years ago so it's 2011 and that summer netflix had literally just started mm. their separating their digital streaming subscription from the dvd service that they were doing and spotify had just opened in the us wow. so it just gives everyone a bit of context of kind of where the subscription streaming world was yeah. and i just really i felt like subscription was absolutely a, a, a really important area for people to be able to earn money for themselves rather than it going through these aggregated services you know you should be able to charge a subscription directly to your fans so it was definitely sort of seeing that that micro subscription would be something that would be important for mm 
for creators and this was before things like patreon or any of those kind of services existed yeah. um and and yeah i mean that's just kind of where it started was i i saw this this trend towards streaming and, and subscriptions and just really thought well what if people could actually have that for themselves on their own website or in their own service where you know maybe it's only a dollar or two a month but that money's coming directly to you from your fans and then yeah. in return you're giving them direct access to the content you're creating yeah. in a real t- you know in real time so not a year later after you've already you know recorded the album last year and then mm-hmm. have to then release it and then tour it when it's not fresh anymore you know you could actually just release it straight yeah. away so that was kind of the the original feelings behind why we did it and it's amazing now seeing people using it in exactly the way i mean the people use it in all kinds of ways which is incredible ways that i couldn't even even imagine then that people yeah. use it but people are also using it exactly the way that i first wanted people like why we started it yeah, yeah. Um, and it's just so, so nice it's like a dream come true actually seeing people doing exactly that that's amazing that's so exciting so i'm i'm very curious um juliana on you know your your past as a musician right like and uh Fonzie here is the creative one and the one always exploring, right? And I, and I feel like he has some creative in there, but we never were musicians per se. Like our, our family was like, you guys play soccer and then you also have to do music so you develop, you know, both sides of your brains. But we were never really attracted to that. But, you know, through different conversations, we hear that a lot of creatives might not be able to be organized or create systems and do that. And, you you know, according to what you just told us, you might be the exception to this, right? Like you were in this world of crazy creativeness, right? That sometimes it doesn't really align with systems on the, the business side of things. And you might tell me I'm wrong. And this is where I'm going with my questions. Like where, where, like where do you find that, the, where do you find that urge? Like was there a very specific episode in your story or in your background that you were like, this is it, I need to go do this. Do you always felt that bug to create something outside of maybe music or what you were doing in there? You also said that you were an engineer, right? So you're like, it's engineering, music, creativity, plus entrepreneurship. Like, wow, crazy, crazy <laughs> awesome. Like, what was that episode that motivated you to to do this? Yeah, it's such, it's such an interesting question. I think for me, I've always felt, until Superpass, I felt I was living a bit of a double life because... Mm. I definitely had this kind of music, arty, performer kind of side of what I love doing, especially creating, so composing and recording was always my favorite part of that. And then there was always this side of me that was really into maths and science and kind of, you know, how things yeah. work and solving problems. Um, and actually, it's, I think it's really common for people to be really into music and maths, you know, together. Mm. I think that is actually not that unusual but I think people often classify those two things as quite you know quite different spaces yeah um and I I basically went into engineering because I'm really into the environment and really wanted to you know kind of help work towards changing the environment around us to to make our impact on the planet you know less yeah so that was my motivation there but I always had this massive love in my life of music Um, but I guess that's kind of my drive and my personal drivers. And then I ended up in this situation where I was working in the music industry and I just had this weird brain that likes to, you know, solve problems. And, yeah. and it, as you say, it was a need that, so I never set out to be an entrepreneur. I never set out to start a business. I come from a family of entrepreneurs and see how hard they all work. <laughs> and anyone out there listening that's an entrepreneur will know it's just like, it's just absolutely so much time that you have to invest in it. And at the expense of a social life or family life or all these things. I mean, some people get the balance really, you know, do really well with that balance. But I think anyone who is in that situation does really struggle because it's just such a demanding, um, yeah. you know, thing to take on. So I, I never wanted to be an entrepreneur. I saw them all working so hard and I thought, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to mm-hmm. run my own business because I don't want to, you know, spend all, all my evenings just sat there <laughs> at my desk working. Ironically, it's literally exactly what I did. And I've been doing 16 <laughs> hour days for like the last 10 years. But um, I did it because, not because I wanted to run a business, but because there was this big problem and need that I really felt needed solving. Yeah. And that's, actually, it's incredible that in the last 10 years, it's, I think it's really taken 10 years for the market to move to the right space for this. I think this is a really interesting time for everyone out there that it does make content because I think for a long time, people didn't necessarily see the need of, you know, owning your own data or privacy wasn't such a big deal. Whereas now, you know, there's been so many things in the last couple of years about 
you know, around privacy and trust and people actually not wanting to share all that information. And, yeah. and also, um, so that's from the kind of, you know, your, your customers and the end user perspective and, you know, people losing trust in things like Facebook. And then from the creator's perspective, it's been really interesting because I think for a while creators didn't realize, I think originally people knew they needed to have an email list, like a marketing mailing list. And then we kind of went through this phase where creators would sort of just be on social media and, you know, have tens of thousands of YouTube subscribers, but not know who any of them are and not have any way to contact them outside of YouTube or the same with Facebook. You know, you have to, if you post on Facebook, it's not going to go to more than 10% of your of your followers unless you pay Facebook to boost mm-hmm. it, which is crazy. You know, why should we be paying Facebook to reach our own audience? But that's the situation that we have. And I think now there's this shift in the market where people are starting to realize, actually, I really should should have control mm-hmm. of my audience. I should own the relationship with them directly, not through, you know, via this third party platform. And at the very least, I should have their email address. So wherever I am online, I can choose, okay, this is the latest craze. I can be there. But what are, as those crazes move and, and change, I still have my own email list. And now a lot of focus obviously is on, you know, building that email list. But a lot yep. of that experience is quite, I don't know, like people often feel like they're being sold to. Like, let's say we work a lot with podcasters, actually. It's, yeah. Um, probably mo- yeah. Most of our new clients are all podcasters because there's this really nice way that we solve a pain point that podcasters have, which is, you know, when you have a podcast, most of the time you, you've got something else that you are offering the listeners. It might be some video courses you do or it might be some extra cool content services that you do or, or you know whatever it is that you're offering in addition to the podcast and your listeners will you'll sort of say oh well go here for my free ebook or my free webinar and then you'll collect their email addresses as, as part of that so that you can then build a relationship with them absolutely but it doesn't feel like a nice experience for that listeners feel like they're being sold to whereas instead if you can say if you love this podcast download our app where you can listen to it you know you can have a push notification to remind you whenever the latest episode comes out yeah there you can read the show notes read the transcript come and comment on what you like what what else you want to hear you know see links to our sponsors or our guests you know all that can be in the app and then once they're in the app they've logged in to write comments so you've got their email address but you haven't like done this exchange of like free ebook for an email address you've actually just naturally built that relationship with them taking it to the next level it's like dating it's like a you know it's it's, um well yeah i'll I'll leave that analogy there but there's probably say that it just it just feels nicer than um that kind of cold cold contact that feels like a sale and then if you do have a video course or, or other things they can then be in the app alongside where they are already and instead of then having to send them an email, oh, come buy our video course, they'll just see it there in the app. And if they're interested, if, if you're giving them value, then they're going to go, oh, gosh, I really want more of this. Oh, look at this wonderful thing over here I can engage with. Absolutely. Yeah. That, it's that's definitely it. a big shift. Yeah, that, that's interesting that you put it that way because I started thinking on all the times I've been, uh, I've been to a landing page, right? And there are exceptions, really good landing pages with really good offers on the back that I'm like, yeah, take my email, please. I don't really care about yeah. it. Uh, but most of them, they do feel like you're being sold. Like, oh, do I really want to yeah. put my email? And then you go and you put the email where you send all the spam to, right? Which it, it can be like, yeah. uh, spam my email at gmail.com, something like that, right? You're like, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the one email. Yeah. I, I never Come check. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. your folder has like 12,000 emails. Um, and that, that, that doesn't build a good relationship because the thing is, if you really actually do want to get to know that person more as in you as, as the um the customer want to actually get to know that content creator more yeah then if it's all going into your spam email exactly. and email open rate suck and you know actually if you can build the build the relationship through trust and experience and just just value you know like i want to come here because i think what you're doing is awesome and then i'm going to give back to you i'm going to engage in the community i'm going to find other like-minded people like who else is listening on an email you don't know who else is listening yeah in yeah. an app you can go oh gosh wow look at all these amazing people who love this too because oh gosh we're all passionate about the same thing and it's mm. really hard on social media to cut through the noise to find other like-minded people that isn't really diluted down either by people trying to sell to you or by you know trolls or haters um and actually what's really interesting because i've said some negative things about social media i think social media is amazing for growing your audience, increasing reach, and finding new stuff. Mm-hmm. So for that, it's brilliant. But it definitely doesn't serve that top 1% to 10% who are really, really engaged 
where do they go to really yeah. engage with you more deeply? And social media just has too much other stuff there yeah. to really have a, 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 a valuable experience for them. And that's really where this, where we fit in with what we can offer entrepreneurs and creators is a space yeah. where they can send that. You know, it might only be 1%. I mean, yep. we're all hoping like 10% plus, but maybe it's just, you know, a few hundred people. Absolutely. But where do they go? And they're the ones who are going to love what you do the most. They're going to hopefully buy your other stuff and, you know, help you earn a living. Um, and also they're the ones that probably are getting the most out of it. So you should learn about them so you can make more stuff that they're going to value. And it's really about finding who, you know, who your true audience is that you could, should be focusing on. And if you are just out there with all these, you know, thousands or hundreds of thousands of followers, it's really hard to, to actually learn that. Yeah. About your own audience. So, absolutely, absolutely. Wait, sorry, sorry, sorry. Let me, I want to finish this story <laughs> real quick. No, that, like, that, that is such a, such a good point, right? Because again, I was thinking on, all the times I download an app, when it tells me to sign on into the app, it's like, use your Facebook email or your your yeah. Google email. And I'm like, yeah, I don't really care. Like, bam, I just hit the Google email and I usually give my main email to that yeah. app, right? But again, when you compare that to landing pages, one is so skeptical of, of the landing pages. So I found yeah. it super yeah. interesting. It's like, wow, like the value proposition on both, it seems to yeah. be so big on the app side that you really don't even think about it like oh they're gonna spam me or whatnot because i'm gonna make, i'm gonna be honest like i've i've been signing on to some apps that maybe they do send emails that i'm like oh man this is so annoying so i think it it does take a balance too on what are you actually yeah. doing in the email side are you actually building this relationship and caring for these people not yeah. just like promote 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 and then just burn out your audience but like you said um social media it's a great channel to drive traffic to these things and we were talking about it the other day about tiktok right which is huge right now uh we are not on tiktok but we're like wow it is we've noticed people growing their their facebook accounts or their instagram accounts which then they grow their emails like uh email list right because they're driving that traffic from tiktok they're using it and i think with tiktok it's a little bit more obvious because they let you put like your other social medias right there on the top but it is a yeah. tool to drive traffic to other places. So if you understand that, use social media as well to drive people outside of that into your own app with Superpass, right? Instead of, yeah. okay, I'm going to build my entire business in Facebook and be just totally dependable okay. on these platforms that who knows, right? Something can happen. Like they they lower your reach and now you have to pay more yeah. to reach more of your own audience and all that stuff. And it is very challenging. So and it is meet it's some a good point is that they that Facebook literally just closes their account and you can't speak to a human or, you know, it's just crazy and you just lose, lose yeah. all it. It's surprising how many people that has actually happened to. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and it was interesting what you said about the, the email in the app. It's a separate option. So creating your login and opting into marketing emails is still an option that people have. Mm -hmm. So people do want to participate with the content in the app, but they just don't want to get emails. Yeah. Like it's really important to, to, to respect and that's what I mean about building an authentic relationship. Yeah. You, you have to respect what people want and why they're there. You're not there to, to like a, a, the best way to earn money from eventually is actually to just, it's an exchange of value, isn't it? It's like yeah. I can create this thing that you really value and you value it enough to, to pay for me. And actually some of our most successful content um, creators that we work with, they actually offer optional pricing where people can choose to pay more um you know for the for the same amount of content and then people actually like 20 percent of people are actually paying more for that yeah just because there's that that it's, it's building that relationship rather than this is a, a monetary exchange it's an exchange of value where money just happens to be involved and it's a really different kind of yeah. mindset and we'll have others that will have everything free on there and just have a you know donation uh you know if you like this work donate here so it's, it's like patreon yeah but instead of losing the fees that you know the revenue share that goes to patreon and then patreon have yeah. to pay a bunch of taxes even if you don't have to normally pay those taxes like vat and stuff um, with this you just literally earn 100 percent of any of that stuff so we have some that have actually moved over from patreon to us that's it that's so incredible to actually just keep 100 percent of their their donations yeah that's uh, cool. and you know one word that comes to well a couple of them is you know uh 
you know, safety, like the, this private space that, that you could have with your audience, right? Like, and uh, where the people that, that follow you is a safe space where you can, you know, connect the dots, right? Because, I mean, even us, like we ha we've had this conversation, right? Like we, we jumped on a call with you about a week ago and we're like, hey, how can we, you know, crush it with a Content Profit app, right? Like we have so am such amazing ent like entrepreneurs here, including you now. We're like, we need to make this happen because like this message needs to be shared. But, you know, we've done more than, I think, nine interviews uh, up to this point and we're like man like these interviews are out there in the webs awesome mm -hmm. for those who find it that's great but at the same time it's like how can we offer this amazing created experience for people that really want to dive in and, and you know connect with these amazing entrepreneurs like yeah. what are the options and and as soon as we started going to the crazy zone the possibilities are endless so if if I want to bring this back to to the to the context of the show right like for example content is profit right People think when we're amplifying messages or, you know, we're amplifying reach or when we're repurposing content, it's like it's all about social. No, it's so much more than this. Like you, we're investing our valuable time to create these amazing pieces of content like many other entrepreneurs. Like how can we, you know, make sure that that content of value reaches my intended audience so they can use it for their benefit, right? So that does that entail an amazing, crazy, awesome experience like, you know, uh, having your own app? Like how? crazy is that how amazing the, these options are and sometimes we're blinded by you know maybe the noisy people out there right like and hey don't get me wrong we publish a ton we publish about a hundred pieces of content every single week yeah, everywhere <laughs> right but at the same time it's like man out of that how can we then take that and create this amazing unique experience for those that decide to opt in as this safety space so i, I thank you for bringing that mm -hmm. this solution to this now i'm very curious like and, and i don't want this to kind of go unseen because in part of your story you mentioned oh yeah it just took us like 10 years and you said it's super casual like <laughs> just 10 years right and and i want to you know just, you know shine some light into into this right now because a lot of people and a lot of entrepreneurs content creators they get into the game and they think it's an overnight thing yeah. they think that they're going to record one video and then the next day they're going to have thousands of views and thousands of, uh, of clients right and uh, even though you know you you were you are building this business you know from 10 years ago to now right you're you're creating content with us right now you're you're at events you know you're meeting people you're networking you're mm -hmm. seeing having conversations right and everything is so connected right like we started our company about five years ago but really content is profit is about nine months nine months uh, yeah. old uh, but still it, a baby. it's still a baby and it has <laughs> been evolving and and you know we decided to do three times a week to to make sure that we can advance as fast as possible but it does take time so through those 10 years what like what what like do you have any challenges or what is like one challenge that you really remember is like oh man like this is it like i'm not gonna continue with this and obviously you <laughs> did continue so why you did continue <laughs> cool so yeah one of my favorite um sayings is it's amazing how many nights it takes to be an overnight success, <laughs> which I think, you know, everyone likes to think about the overnight success, but actually if you look at most people that have success in their lives, it is, it's a lifetime of work and yep. a lifetime of building up experience and skills and knowledge and yeah. people around you that can support you on that journey. You know, it's, it, it takes a lot. Um, but I think underneath it, there's a core that, that has to run through it all, which is just, um, I guess a vision and a determination to, to make change in the world. And I think for me, certainly, I mean, yeah, it has been a long journey, but all the way through, I've been really lucky because I've been helped by incredible people. We have an amazing team. Yeah. We have an amazing advisory board. We have all sorts of people that have mentored me and given me so much help, you know, for free, just because they believe in what we're doing and want, want to help us. So firstly, massive thanks to all of them. I would not incredible. be here without yeah. them. All the incredible success that our clients are having, you know, it's a game changer for them. They constantly tell us they couldn't live without it. It's a game changer for them. That wouldn't happen without the amazing team that I work with every day. They bring so much energy. We, we just had our, our Christmas Zoom party yesterday. Mm -hmm. It's so sad it has to be on Zoom, but we, you know, <laughs> that was yesterday. And it's just so nice. Like, we're all just a family and we love working together. Yeah. Um, and for me, I think a big motivation, I, the, two, the two biggest motivations that I have in my job is one, the clients that we work with they are the most inspiring people they are entrepreneurs or creators that are changing their own little space of the world I, I, i'm happy to talk through some examples because i just admire them so much so i love getting out of bed every day to help them mm -hmm. and and help them to create change in the world and, and through that we're creating change in the world absolutely 
that's a massive one. And then the other is really the team. Like, I love that this work we're doing gives, you know, gives all their families, you know, we're giving, we're supporting a whole bunch of families and everybody. So, so many times I hear from the team that, you know, they love coming to work. This is like, things like this is their happy space, (laughs) you know, stuff like that. I mean, obviously not every, you know, sometimes people don't want to go to work, but that's different. But, um, you know, that they just really love their jobs. And I just think that we, we do work, we shouldn't do a job to earn money to live. We should do work that helps us to live better. You know, like it's what we spend most of our time doing. We've got to be doing something that we, we enjoy. And I, you know, I think that's what the whole team experiences. So, um, but yeah, you said, you know, was there a place along the 10 years where, you know, well, it's been, you know, there have definitely been moments where it's been, you know, we've had challenges, some of which it was like, all right, this probably means we can't carry on. You know, that's yeah, there's been a load yeah. of those. Um, but somehow, I call it the superpass miracle. Somehow, whenever <laughs> that's come along, there's always been something that comes out of the woodwork, not by chance. I mean, it's often through tremendous endeavor to, to create opportunity, but yeah. um, there'll always be something that will enable us in the 11th hour to, to carry on. Um, yeah. And I mean, the business is in a really great place now. We're working with so many incredible creators and entrepreneurs and we're very well supported we've got incredible um, investors so it's a lot of it's been funded by private investment so yeah. you know just angel investors that you know like-minded with us really want to see this make a big difference um so we're very well supported by them um and and yeah we just kind of haven't needed to go down the the vc route or any of that because we've just kind of yeah we've just kind of made it happen <laughs> this way love it yeah that's a, that's amazing and you know, when you were talking about the community that you're surrounded with, uh, I remember that I read something about you creating like a tech community sort of yeah. um, after your your musician days or like in between starting Superpass and, yeah. and, and transitioning from from your musician career. Right. So I'm, I'm curious, what was that? Did that help you connect with the right people? Uh, what what is the value that you see in community when it comes to building a movement? Because this is what you're building, right? You're not just building a company. You're building something bigger, right? You're something, like you said, that helps people live better. So I'm curious, what was the role that that played? And what was it exactly called? Because I don't, I don't quite remember. Yeah, sure. So so basically, when I set out to start Superpass, um, so I was living in, in Norwich, which is a city about two hours outside of London in the UK. And... I didn't, I hadn't lived here very long and I didn't know anyone in the tech community. I didn't know any software developers. I I, I just literally didn't know anyone. And I was traveling into London to just, Mm. you know, find out more about creating technology. And I thought, this is crazy. I'm going to these meetups in London to meet people, but I should be building the team where I live. And there wasn't anything, there wasn't any kind of networking group for the tech and startup community here in Norwich. And, um, you know, the, the other way to, find other developers through recruiters and frankly the recruitment fees were more than my entire budget for the company for the next year so um, <laughs> you know it was just not not even an option so I basically set up what started off as 12 of, so it was a meetup group 12 of us in the pub the first meeting a little bit like um Chris from from Podfest <laughs> very, very similar story actually um and there was literally 12 of us in the pub and um, the second one of those I met my tech co-founder who helped build it for the first four years and yeah, I just wanted to meet other like-minded people. And, and I remember that first meeting and someone said to me, I've been really waiting for something like this to happen. Um, and it was just kind of the right thing at the right time. Um, and six months later, we had a, a team of co-founders that officially set it up as Sync Norwich, um, mm. which now has about 1,700 members. It's basically wow. Norwich's startup community. And like, it's just going strong. Everyone's still helped. We've had so many startups that have come out of it. We just had on Thursday another event where six startups were pitching to wow. the community to tell them what they're doing. I'm, I'm not directly involved with it anymore because I'm just 100% focused on Superpass, but the team yeah. that has really grown it is, you know, it's just wonderful to, I think it was the right thing at the right time and people really yeah. needed it. Um, and there's a few groups like that in the local community here. And um, one of our team actually, he um, co, co-runs Nordev, which is another um, community for uh, more kind of technical for software developers. Um, and that's also here and they're also doing really well. And like through lockdown we just had every friday night we'd have a, a zoom pub chat and we have a D group and they have speakers every thursday so you know it's really really engaged um, and i think that local support of really just like 
coming to the group saying, oh, I've got this really weird issue with the code here. And people just, you know, just throw ideas together or yeah. saying, hey, have you seen Bitcoin suddenly up 10% in the last 24 hours? You know, like you just hang out with people that, that kind of are into the same things. Yeah, yeah. That, that's so impressive. And I love how you connected the dots in there, kind of like, I'm going here where I don't create my own community and try to attract all these people with similar interests that we can talk about. And, you know, it's, it's in a sense, it's like a mastermind that you're hosting all these minds together and you guys are coming up with, you know, solutions yeah. to your problems. And I'm, I'm sure somewhere along the way you were like, hey, I need help with this for Super Pass. And you might have find the right person in that community that, that can that could help you. We very rarely actually hire in a traditional way. Like most of the time, most of our team have come through the network that we've built up. Wow. You know, through the community, one way or another, either directly or indirectly. Like, so a lot of our devs I met at one of those meetups. Yeah. Um, or I met someone at one of those meetups that then introduced me to someone else in the team, you know, and it's just yeah. really nice because everybody knows each other as well. It's, a, I mean, there's, 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 hundreds of people in the community but it's a relatively small community you know it's a few thousand people in the community rather than like half a million people yeah so yeah. you can really get to the point where everyone kind of either knows each other or knows of each other through somebody else um so it also means that like what you do really matters you know you don't yeah. want to like get a bad reputation for something um, but it also means there's a, a lot of respect in the community for each other to really help each other yeah um, wow that is yeah, you know, that is so powerful somebody, some of the especially during the last year you know some companies have had really hard times and had to you know reduce their teams maybe by half and then we'll all just send each other cvs and say these are amazing people we you know don't want to so you know we've managed to help out some of our friends companies by bringing more people into our team from yeah their companies that absolutely wow yeah it's it's incredible incredibly powerful right and and i feel like lately i mean obviously with everything that has been happening this year, you know, communities have become more and more important, right? Like, uh, especially in, in 2020, is with the tools that we have, the internet, now it's, it's very easy to come together, right? As a community, whatever you are, right? Like, you know, even if, if time schedules might, might be a little yeah. crazy, there's you no will still, there, there's no excuse anymore, right? And I, and I feel like uh, businesses, regular people, like even like try to find, you know, what is your little niche community that you can be a part of and go there, connect with people, have these amazing conversations because that's what's happened. You know, on, on our side, personally, uh, before we even had the show, we were jumping in and out of different things and, you know, trying to find the, the shiny object and, and figuring things out and blah, 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 right? But then we're like, okay, you know, what is a, what is a way for us to first spread our message, right? For the first 20 episodes, it was just me and Fonsi. And the, afterwards, we're like, well, wouldn't it be cool to bring these amazing entrepreneurs and have this amazing conversation where, you know, they can they can talk about what they're really good at. And then guess what? We've been able to develop amazing relationships, right? And and we've had several people say, well, you guys should be should start the, the Continuous Profit community. And we're like, ah, yes. And we talked about this, right, Juliana? We talked about capacity. Yeah. And we're like, ah, is it the right time? Like, and, and I think it comes to the commitment. But but the show has been that for us, has been like that, that meetup place where we can, uh, that platform that allows us to connect with people, which yeah. at the end of the day, you know, that's what content really does is helping you connect with amazing people with like-minded uh, thoughts, like-minded yeah. objectives, and, and, and so on. And in a way, I think your your platform does that too, right? Because, again, it's allowing mm -hmm. these entrepreneur podcasters to build their own community, mm -hmm. right? And now yeah. they have yeah. a way to yeah. nurture it through whether that is email and at the same way you have now you're adding value through Superpass and your platform and all these, all these videos that they're adding. So... And like my brother said, when he was talking right now about the community, I just remember our business didn't grow until we joined our community. Exactly. Like that was a turning point for yeah. us. It was when we actually joined our community, picked the one thing that we were going to do, and that's when everything started growing. And you mentioned you had a few kind of like cases, examples that you wanted to share. And I would love for you to share them because I feel some people might identify themselves with them, right? Maybe we got someone out there listening that is saying you know what that sounds amazing but that might not be for me and now here you might come with one of a, an example that they're like whoa that is exactly me she's talking to me right now so yeah yeah, yeah go go ahead take it away 
So, so the first thing I want to talk about there is the, the the community thing that you were saying, and actually, it's really interesting with you know with your podcast that if you do want to build a community, you know, quite often people think, oh well, I'm going to make a Facebook group or I'm going to make a LinkedIn group, and you know, you, again, you're you're building on someone else's land and you're building up all this stuff, and then you're and you're dependent on your audience actually being on Facebook or LinkedIn or or spending time there. You know, and these days, a lot of people are drifting to other platforms, or you know, so you're just kind of putting in all this work really for someone else's gain um and there was actually a really nice quote at at, at vidfest in one of the talks where they basically said you know don't build your castle on someone else's land Mm -hmm. and you know with superpass you're not building it on superpass you're building it on your own website Mm -hmm. and your own app and we've talked a lot about the app today but for for anyone listening or watching it's actually also a website where it's on your own website it's your own url it's either in place of your own website or it's um a subdomain of your existing website which is then your like content hub or membership area um, and, and yeah, you know, if you are going to build a community it definitely makes sense for, for you to really really own it yeah. and have it where it's platform agnostic you know whatever platforms people like they're going to come and be part of your community where you tell them you're building it um, and the other thing we t- talked about before about social media you know social media is brilliant for increasing your reach and for finding your audience but then you want it to be the top of the funnel where you're actually then sending mm-hmm. people to, to your place so whether it's from your podcast or from YouTube or, or social media, you want to then send them to your website. And yeah. it's incredible that something like over 90% of content creators actually send people away from their website. So I like to say mm. that websites are like, wow. like a train station, you know, that you'll send people to your website and it's basically like a map to listen to my podcast on all these other platforms, go to all these social media. And, you know, it's really fragmented for your, for your um, audience yeah. they're having they're being sent to all these other places and the minute they get there they're distracted because they're then seeing your competitor or some other person they're following and they've forgotten that actually they were on a journey with you um mm. so actually being able to use that stuff which is brilliant for growing your audience at the top of the funnel bringing people to your own website and with us you get both the website and the mobile app um but it's all white label it's all yours it's your app in the app store it's your domain URL and we're just basically silently powering underneath yeah. and you own the data as well that's another thing which I've always been really important to me is you act it's your data you own the email addresses we just process it all for you but like whereas like Facebook and places like that like they 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 own the data and you're just like a visitor there yeah so I yeah. think that difference of um, you know we don't take a rev share either it's a hundred percent anything you earn on there yeah is a hundred percent you you keep it so all these things i guess because i come from being a creator and i was like what what pisses me off about online yes <laughs> you know, yes good, good english phrase there for you, uh, you know, <laughs> i don't get to keep i have to share, you know do rev share, share you know not keep all my money i don't get ownership of my own data i don't get to completely control the look and feel of my own brand and um, i have to send people to websites that aren't even mine you know twitter.com for slash facebook.com forward slash you know yeah. it's like just send them to my thing um and yeah and this is something that we've, we've addressed all those things incredible um, incredible their own home online and actually it brings me to your your question which is that home online a, a great example is imogen heap who we work with who's um so she's a grammy winning uh, grammy award winning music artist she's mm. um written stuff with taylor swift she wrote the harry potter theater music Oof. She's, um, I mean, she's just, she's amazing. She, she I'm, I'm a big fan of hers. Um, and she uses Superpass in such a wonderful way because she, so she's got about 2 million Twitter followers, but she felt that she was, it was too noisy. She couldn't really tell who were the, you know, her most, you know, her kind of true fans and who was just kind of passing through. And yeah. she just kind of lost, because when she was making her first album that she produced completely herself, she did these amazing YouTube how-to videos. This is already going back oh, maybe 20 years, um, a long time ago. Um, and she said then she was really connected with her fans because she was having this dialogue with them and she got to know individuals within that community. And she felt create uh, inspired by it towards the creative process. Whereas somehow, somewhere along the line, as she you know, grew that audience and became more famous, she lost that ability to have that intimate yeah. conversation and she feels that for her superpass fans which they're not superpass fans they're her heapsters because you know they're um it's the name of a, a imogen super fan um <laughs> and and just just as a side note superpass and superfan is basically where the name superpass came from is because it was all based around the superfan oh. um 
So she has Love her heaters it. in there, which, you know, it, it isn't, it's, not, it's not many. It's, you know, a few hundred people versus the two million. But yeah. she now knows, like, all of those few hundred people. And of they'll course. get involved in the conversation with her. And they're also, you know, supporting her by paying their subscription. And she did these live broadcasts all, all during the pandemic and lockdown, where every Tuesday and Thursday she'd do these live improv sessions and Q&A with the fans, where she'd sit in her listening chair, which is an, another project she's doing, uh, an AI project with IBM Watson. Uh, she does amazing things. It's like, wow. look, look up all sorts of cool things but yeah. she, so she's been doing all of this with with her app and, and her website with us and with the fans she did all these live improv sessions hours and hours of work and then she's then got the fans to go through and listen to it and they've been working together on a shared google sheet where they mark which timestamps are really cool that they then want her to go and spend more time in the studio developing wow. those musical ideas so it could take her so much time to do that but actually she's just getting the fans to directly feedback to what what are they yeah, love? what are they incredible. what's resonating with them um, and it's like truly getting them involved in the creative process so that's wow. a really cool example of using the community that it's, it's like a subset community within that wider social media community where it's just a different level of engagement and um, there's just so and it's about what i was saying about exchange of value it's about having the opportunity to connect more deeply with those people that matter the most yeah it's not saying you're not it's not saying you're excluding everyone else because, you know, every, there, there will still be the traditional channels to do all that other stuff. But it's just where do you bring people when they're really, really engaged that's going to feel like a connection that, that really matters and inspires, inspires you to create more, inspires them to engage yeah. more. Um, Absolutely. After all, what are we here for? We're not we're not really here to make money. We're here to just make impact and change and inspire people. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like a, a deeper layer of connection, that one right there. Because, again, I'm sure that person that you just mentioned, uh, she's just creating content still on all the other platforms. But yeah. then she's telling them, hey, if you want to connect in a deeper level, right, you got to come here. Like, this is where I hang out and I do these improv sessions and where you can actually have a voice, too, where I can, I can hear you. Because on Facebook... I might not hear you. You might you might send me something, but it might get lost in the thousands of messages you that can't I pay get. To everything that's going. Yeah, on. yeah but yeah. It, it, in this platform, I have access to everything, and we can talk, and you know, we can interact again on a, on a deeper level. And I think that is incredible. That is very very important I for mean, any community, yeah, right? Be yeah. able to talk. Uh, I don't want to put it in in terms of the leader, but. I'm going to put it in those terms, <laughs> like the leader with the community and the community between themselves as well. Right. That's what yeah, what, yeah, exactly. what makes a, a community find each other too. Yeah, exactly. And it's amazing how many fan clubs actually are, are fan created fan clubs. If they're like passionate about something that they do off social media, they do like on old fashioned forums just because they want to find each other. Yeah. You're creating the opportunity for people that are passionate about this thing to come together and talk about it. That's awesome. And another you asked for example. So another really completely different um, example is um Brody, who um, has created Run Smarter, so he's a, a phys sports physio, um, and he's got he's got a fairly new podcast. Like I think he only started in about the last six months, but he's seeing really high growth. He's based out in Australia, and he's now got his own website and app with us, where he's put all of his podcasts in there. He's also got his video courses that mm -hmm. he's made that he sells in there, and you know, unlike on some of the other platforms, yeah. he's obviously you know, keeping 100% of the money from those courses. And then he's also got, he had a Patreon and he's moved all those patrons over. He said it was really easy to do that as well. And obviously he's now keeping 100% of those. And he's basically yeah. just bringing, for him, I think the big thing was having everything together. So, you know, he had his podcast over there. He had his video courses over here. He had his Patreon yeah. over there. He had all the other things he's doing with his blog. And, yeah. you know, just for him, it's such a relief to just, you know, finally have everything together. And also the other thing that's really valuable for podcasters like that is when you're trying to, Uh, rise up uh, uh, over you know over the noise of you know there's so many different people out there giving advice about you know running smarter and staying fit and recovering from injuries but when people see that, that you know you've got two different people that you could sort of you know get that advice from and one of them has an app you suddenly you instantly think wow this person's got an app that you know and it just kind of raises your profile and the level of professionalism yeah. that you can offer yeah. which actually really makes you stand out ahead of mm -hmm. your competitors and gives you the edge and you know it's such a fast-paced market there's so much happening now and we actually have a lot of uh, customers coming to us now that have identified a special niche or niche where they are currently the leading authority but they 
now other people in their space have seen, oh, wow, their podcast is doing really well. We should start our own podcast. And now they're like, okay, I'm six months ahead, but how do I stay ahead? Yeah. And they're actually yeah. now getting apps with us. It means you can also get much more valuable sponsorship as well because you can add much more value to them by you know creating a special space where the sponsors can even feature their own videos or something you know that's that again it's not an advert it's, it's just a, a value exchange where you, yeah. hopefully you're picking sponsors that are valid you know offering something valuable to your listeners but then they can actually be featured in a more powerful way and plus you've got an audience you have more direct ownership over which is more valuable for sponsors so we're actually yeah. seeing so many podcasters using it in a way to actually really get ahead of their competition stay ahead and become like the leading authority in their space. But, yeah. You know, in most cases, because they already are, but also because they want to stay ahead and want to be able to to demonstrate to people that actually they've got something that, that's really special ahead of, you know, the people on their heels, basically. Yeah, yeah that is that is definitely very, very powerful, right? I, yeah. Mm. It's, so uh, many ideas. Every time we talk to you, I'm like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> ideas are start falling. For, like, so many uh, things we a, can do. A little do with background this. For, for you listening or, or watching, right? The first time we met Juliana was like in this, uh, you know, at session meetup. at the meetup that we had at Bitfest. And, you know, she came in and then we started talking about this. And our, our you know, two heads just exploded immediately with ideas and went going to the crazy zone. And, you know, um, it, it has really been amazing experience, Juliana, ch chatting then and especially and, and today too. Because he gave us uh, a new perspective to like new new options options that we had no idea that that existed out there for content creators, for mm -hmm. example. And okay, how do we tie all this together into an amazing platform for for the audience, for for those listening, for those watching, right? That they might want to just go back and 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 re-listen many times. You know that one episode that that made the impact, and and especially right, like if you're an entrepreneur or a business owner, like this, you know your story is so inspiring too. You know because it came from a place that you know you were like absolutely not. I am not gonna be an entrepreneur, but you were like, oh my god, but this. Is this problem I need to solve now, and 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 it's incredible, right? So uh, and she played for the queen somewhere, uh, somewhere, somewhere in between, between there. there. Yeah, yeah. play for the queen. So, no big deal. No biggie. Uh, <laughs> and I really hope that 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 pushes people into execution, right? And mm. and with that, like, I'm gonna ask you the the, the last question of your show today, right? Like, what will be your number one action point? Uh, for somebody that's in that place, like it could be, we could go like on the entrepreneurial side or on the content side. Well, on the content side is simple. You just go to super pass, you know, connect with them. We're going to leave all the links right here below. Uh, go find out because it's incredible what they're doing. And if you want to, if you're interested, let us know too, what you're doing with your content. Uh, so we can, you know, team up on this, something super cool with you and, uh, and, and everybody listening. Now, what will be your number one action point for people to move forward and get that momentum? So we, we get a lot of people coming to us for advice on, you know, they've, they've got these really great ideas of, of how they can really grow the next stage of their business. And they often ask us, you know, how do we do it? And it's really simple. I always just say, just start. I think people often think, okay, well, I can't do that yet because I don't have enough content or my content isn't yet of the level that I'm happy with mm. or um, I'm busy over here. So I you know don't want to, just you know like there's just so many excuses and I'm I don't use the word excuse lightly because I know that they're real reasons but we've seen so many people really successfully just get going with like you know like we say M MVP in tech minimum viable product yeah you know, yeah I've heard MVC minimum viable content you know you, <laughs> you can get started with 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 almost nothing and the thing is the sooner you get something out there and start getting feedback from people the sooner you're going to be able to start improving it and making it better um And I think when people feel that there's this barrier of all these things, I mean, I've seen it happen lots of times. They'll take a year, they'll take two years. They'll sometimes never get started because they just feel that yeah. there's all this stuff in the way. Yeah. So I'd say it's just start. You can start with very, very little. And that's one of the things I'm so excited about with Superpass is we, instead of someone having to, A, having a big budget or, or having to take a lot of time to build technology like this, with us, you literally can get started. Within a few days, you can have your own app. Like literally within a few days, you can have your own app. And you also don't have to have the budget for it. You know, you can literally do it from as little as, you know, well, our prices start at $20 a month, depending on what kind yeah, of yeah. Um, you know, tier you want. But, you know, it's affordable to anyone. And if you're really serious about your business, then, um, you know, it's amounts that you're probably already spending on loads of other tools online that actually maybe you're not spending it in the right places. Um, yeah, so yeah. we make it really, really easy to just get going. And then once you've got it, you can then start to get that real life feedback. You can even start 
usually earning revenue pretty quickly as well. Yeah. Um, and then take it from there and yeah it's yeah it, it's it's just incredible start. that 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 advice of just start is it's not the first time we hear it right like and, mm -hmm. and and we need to get going right and like you said like this can be like a, uh, it, it holds you accountable right like you're now committed and I, and i feel like more and more that we're having these conversations i feel like people might be very scared of of commitment we were right like yeah. wh why we didn't start the show two years ago right like it was the commitment side of things we're like oh man should we actually do it and the second we started and we start seeing feedback and and people responded to it and the audience and and the connections that we've made it's been incredible so it holds you accountable to take that action and then continue to execute and then you have this amazing tool on the back end that is developing this amazing community which is incredible so thank you for for sharing that now julian i have like uh one last question right you 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 connect with a ton of people that you, publish you, you keep adding last question i know i know i'm sorry you like, said this was the last question <laughs> but now I mean, I mean, i'm kidding you one more one more one more one more secret secret question the, the two last <laughs> Yeah. questions so, but so, I'm, messing, I'm messing around with this guy yeah he's he likes to throw <laughs> me under the bus and and today is like the two the double decker bus because we're in london so um <laughs> anyways <laughs> um you you deal with a lot of people that publish like a lot right especially like in their own community like what what have you seen like why where where do you think these people will be if they never published or even you right you published at some degree you're at, at these events networking you had your own community so where do you think you or like these people will be if they never published well i, I guess we wouldn't know about them because they wouldn't be publishing <laughs> so i guess you know it's all just about the, i think the other thing that i always like to say to people is you are an expert in something you might probably most people don't realize what they are an expert in because yeah. they think well this is this is obvious i of course i know this because you know i've worked in this or my life and stuff, but they don't realize that other people don't know that thing. Whatever that is, there'll be someone sat next to you that doesn't know that thing. Mm. So how awesome is it to have the opportunity to share that thing that you, you know, that you know really well? And it doesn't even have to be an ex, you know, it doesn't even necessarily have to be something you've done for 20 years. It might be something you've literally just learned. You've just done a course on it. It's fresh in your brain and now you know it and that person next to you doesn't. Like, you know, so you don't even have to yeah. learn very long. But how wonderful to be able to share ideas. And I think that's what I love about TED Talks is it's all about sharing ideas. And it's just, that's such a wonderful concept. And um, and and the other thing that I, I guess it's another barrier that people feel is, oh, I've got to create all this extra work if I want to do something like what we offer. And actually I would say don't like, okay, maybe if you get to do that stuff later as a bonus, that's what it is, it's a bonus, but don't, don't base it on that. You're already, like everyone who's listening to this that makes some content, you're already doing so much work already. Yeah. You don't have to do, to have your own app or your own content hub on a website, you don't have to do anything extra. It's just a place to bring everything you're already doing, all that hard work you're already doing to bring it together in one place, no extra content needed, and just putting it somewhere where you're then going to be able to make more out of it, get more value from it give more value to the, that audience that really matter and it's just about everyone getting more out of it all that work you're already doing no extra work needed yeah incredible so, yeah incredible wow. thank you so much for that it's yeah. a it's a great reminder and and for some it's just uh <laughs> well, you guys are amazing you produce so much each week i honestly don't know how you do it but <laughs> <laughs> thank you is the coffee the commitment the, 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 the coffee that's the energy a, you guys just have such amazing energy i love it thank you Juliana. i really appreciate it now Juliana, where where can people find you where can people connect with you if they want to learn a little bit more about super pass about you about your story how can they reach out to you how about your music where can they hear it <laughs> <laughs> so if you um want to know more about super pass then our website so it's super with an a s-u-p-a-p-a-s-s.com and um Feel free to write us. There's a contact form on there. You can write us a message. You can write to me, Juliana, you know, mention that you saw, the, listened to or saw the show. Um, and, you know, we'd be happy to have a chat with you about any other questions that you have. Um, yeah, I don't think anybody wants to find my music because it, honestly, it's from another lifetime ago, but it's just Juliana Mayer, um, you know, on any of the kind of streaming platforms. But honestly, that so the, the, the stuff I'm really proud of isn't even on there. So, um <laughs> But um, maybe one day I'll get back maybe. to action. Yeah, this is what we do. We'll, we'll put it in a... <laughs> Juliana, we'll get the stuff that you're really proud of and we'll put it in a Super Pass app, right, for people to I go totally and check it out. Yeah. <laughs> 
Love it. Well, yeah. One, one day I'll get back to actually making music again. Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. It's like uh, I, I keep saying one day I will go back to playing soccer, but yeah. the, I'm turning into the ball. That's uh, what's happening right now. <laughs> Rounding ju- all the edges. Ju- 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 <laughs> Juliana, um, so I actually read in your website that you were a cello and guitar teacher, right? I'm a, yes. Yeah. All right. Well, yes, yes. he's trying to learn I, the guitar. I'm trying to learn how to play the guitar. Oh, so, you know, we might have to connect and, and you know. <laughs> I, I need, so I need a teacher. The, the, the cello teaching actually has another layer to that story because the first three years of Superpass, we, we, you know, it was just two of us. We obviously didn't have any revenue coming in. We were self-funding. We were basically completely bootstrapping. And I was teaching cello in the evenings to A, put food on the table and B, pay for, for the servers and, and, you know, various company costs. So, um, yeah, it was pretty crazy, like basically working all day on Superpass yep. and then all night teaching cello. To try and pay the bills, so it's a pretty intense three years that before we raised our first investment. That's awesome. I we relate to the story because we used to coach soccer. Uh, We used to do one-on-one classes with kids too, Uh, and that was the thing, right? Like we were making enough money, yes. So hey, how how do we complement and the skills that we had at the moment, right? Were for us was play soccer, so we knew how to teach soccer same as you your skill at the moment is music you know how to teach music and you that you use that complementary to what we're doing uh, right now so yeah there, there's always a way to like you said just start right yeah. just start yeah just. yeah exactly i think it really ties into the just start because people mm-hmm. often think okay i've got to have built up a certain amount of savings to then quit my job to then do this but you know you can just start with a side hustle just just yep. just, yeah. just get going Keep, keep some other revenue so that you're not, you know, under that kind of tremendous pressure and just yeah. get going. And then once it kind of gets to the point where the balance changes, then you can sort of decide when to take the leap. But absolutely, it just it just de- de-risks it and just takes all the pressure off and means you can just get going right now because yeah. someone wants to hear what you have to say right now. Ah, so oh, good. Thank, Thank you, you. Juliana. <laughs> this has been incredible. Guys, scroll down and just click on the links that we're going to leave right there. That's mm-hmm. going to send you directly to connect with Juliana and Superpass. And uh, with that being said, guys, yeah. thank you so much for tuning into the Contents Profit Podcast. Go ahead and subscribe. Okay, Hit smash that subscribe button and follow us on social media at Babes Roscoe. That is right. And if you find this episode impactful, which I am sure you did, please don't forget to share it. And, and... Leave a five-star review. Thank you. Bye, guys.